When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you're a firearms enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer, Bear Creek Arsenal, that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high-quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. One more time, bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck and promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. Welcome back in. Hour number two, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Buck is out getting ready for his 40th birthday. He was in the last couple of days. I'll be in with you today and tomorrow. Then our friend Michael Barry will be in for the holiday season, hanging out and bringing all of the latest news to you guys. Buck and I will be back together for the beginning of the year. Encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a single moment. And I know a lot of you are out there traveling around. Maybe you need something to listen to. Maybe you need to escape some of the in-laws or some of the relatives that you may be around for the holiday season. I have heard that that sometimes is necessary. Maybe our podcast can be that voice of sanity in an insane world for you, particularly if you are dealing with people who've lost their minds over COVID for the last two years. I'm going to bring in now David Zwei. He's done a fantastic job of actually looking at the science, looking at the data. He writes at The Atlantic. And David, we've had you on the show before. I appreciate uh, you coming on. And we've just talked about masking with you. And I want to start here. I don't know if you saw this in the New York Times, but I read it this morning and I was like, my goodness, the world really is shifting. In the New York Times lead editorial today, they said, we should make masking in schools voluntary rather than mandatory. Uh, Two years of masking has... uh, To think two years of masking has no negative impact is short-sighted. Kids are resilient, but not endlessly resilient. They say that masking should be voluntary. I almost spit out my drink when I was reading that because you and I have been making that argument now for what feels like years based on the real scientific data. So thank you for making the time for us. What is the latest on the masking data and science? Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, the latest, at least from what I exposed in my investigation, was that the CDC used a particular study of schools in Arizona as one of its key justifications 
for school masking mandates. And what I found was that this study in a long list of ways was basically, to put it uh, <laughs> to put it bluntly, garbage. And this isn't my opinion as a journalist. This is the view of more than a half dozen experts who I interviewed for the article. Thank you for that. And by the way, for those of you who listened, I think we had you back on in the summer, if I remember, uh, yeah, breaking down right. all the yeah all the data. So I want to start. Uh, thank you for sharing that that finding, which unfortunately doesn't surprise me at all. Why have the masks in schools people, in your experience, been so committed to an idea that does not have any scientific basis in reality and claiming while all the while claiming we care about science, we care desperately about protecting children. Why have they clung so desperately to masking in your mind? Yeah. Do you have uh, two hours? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it psychological? Is yeah. it a safety blanket for them? I mean, I just, yeah. you know, I've got three young kids. I don't know what your kid's situation is, David, mm-hmm. but I don't see it as remotely political. I just don't want to make my kids do things that are uncomfortable, that provide them no benefit, regardless right. of what it is, right? <laughs> Uh, that's, that's and and so it's just a human rationality to me. I mean, I you know, I could put my kids, for instance, in a flak jacket that protects them from being shot. Right. When we walk to school, I guess that could be helpful if suddenly like uh, someone showed up and, and started shooting at the school. But the likelihood of that on our walk into school is so low, the Kevlar jacket would be pretty heavy on a kid. I could put my kid in a motorcycle helmet when they rode around in the car with me so they didn't hit their head if we got into an accident, but it would be really uncomfortable for them. We make these balancing acts all the time based on rationality and assessment of risk. Why have so few parents been willing to do that for masks? Yeah, so there's a lot there that you asked. Um, so I'll try to take it off. Um, first of all, I, your assessment and your analogies about wearing helmets and stuff, I think are, are on point, um, by and large, which is that the world is filled with risks and we make different risk assessments and based on them we decide what's worth or not worth doing we also get in a car most of us you know often by ourselves or with our families and go on the highway there is a significant number of fatalities from car accidents every year including pediatric fatalities but the people who want their kids wearing masks I assume most of them are still getting in a car with their kids and there are far more children dying in car accidents. So, but I think asking the the question about why, um, you know, so many of these experts continue to push for this is complicated. I think part of it has to do with the fact that the evidence overall, and this is a contentious point and others will disagree with what I'm saying here, but this is my assessment and from Look, you know, being buried in the research and from talking with many experts, there does appear to be pretty strong evidence that some masks work on some people in some circumstances. That seems for sure. A surgeon wearing a fit tested N95, there's some pretty good evidence that that is protective. And even people wearing kind of a junky mask, if you pop into a store for 10 minutes, if everyone in there is wearing a mask, there is some protective effect. We're not sure what it is. It's hard to quantify, but there's something there. So, and I think these people sort of latch onto that and then conflate this sort of 
unknown protective effect of some masks in some circumstances and then conflate that with all masks working and that it's worth doing anything you can. And that's where brings us to the notion of mask mandates in schools. And the one thing I can tell you is because I feel that I know this research as well as anyone there is, is that there is no evidence that mask mandates in schools offer any appreciable benefit. There may be some marginal benefit. It has not been demonstrated. And then the question becomes, some people philosophically will say, look, even if it's only a teensy-weensy benefit, we think it's worthwhile. And other people, like you and like me, would say, Look, unless you can quantify this benefit, and it seems really small, I don't think it's worth making my kid wear a mask for two years or even, or even two weeks for that matter. This doesn't make sense. So, and that's, and one of the things that I pointed out in my piece for The Atlantic was that one of these studies that Rochelle Walensky, the director of the CDC, was on television. She was at White House briefings. She's tweeted about it talked about this particular study as like really the jewel in the in the crown of their masking justification and the study has all sorts of errors and misleading information in it that is so bad that some of the experts who I interviewed in my piece and who I quoted say that it should never even have entered the public conversation. David Zweig with us. The, well, that's uh, an incredible finding that you did. And I want to thank you for the work that you're doing here. Journalists should ask questions like these. They should be skeptical of authority. They should not presume that they are always being honestly treated by people in positions of power. Why are you yeah. one of the few people that will even ask these questions? I don't know. I think part of it has to do with the fact that I'm an independent journalist. I didn't go to an Ivy League school. I'm not, you know, in this sort of class of people who typically are most of the people at places like the New York Times or even the outlets that I write for at the Atlantic or elsewhere. And I think there's a certain type of groupthink that takes hold and connected to that groupthink is the notion of most of, most of the people tend to be politically homogenous um, toward the left. And this has become such a politicized issue that it's almost impossible to kind of push back either A, if someone wants to push back, they're told they can't or they're afraid to, or B, I think there's, there's almost a religious nature to some of these measures where I think people who are otherwise very intelligent people are able to rationalize and sort of wall off that part of their brain that might look at these issues a little bit more clearly. Have you lost friends over your reporting on masking in schools? Well, you mean other than the people on my uh, hometown Facebook page who called me a child murderer? <laughs> nah. I mean, but, that, but I do think I do think that's significant, right? Because uh, you know, I, I'm not I'm active on social media for my job, but I don't know what anybody in my high school class has ever done. I don't know what most of the time what people in my like I'm not on like a private individual Facebook page. But my wife every now and then will say people are losing their minds over the fact that you think kids should be in school when I was saying it last year. Right. Uh, and that kids shouldn't be wearing masks. And so I, I think for people out there listening, I, you deserve a lot of credit. And we're talking with David Zweig at uh, at the Atlantic because of exactly that. Right. There is a social pressure to get in line and not question the consensus. And if you do 
you will be severely maligned. So you're kind of joking about that, but I think that's one reason that so many people are afraid to say what they actually think, even in the world of media, because they're afraid about what might happen at the PTA meeting, or they're afraid about what their neighbors might think in a larger scale. I mean, I, I do think that's a fascinating part of the story and why there's so little debate. Uh, you're exactly right. And so, but part of it is that a lot of these people in the media, though, it's not that they're afraid. They actually do believe this. Again, I think there is this almost kind of like walling off of a part of the brain toward sort of rational um, thought process on this. But for the other group of people, I can tell you this. I am in contact with infectious disease specialists at some of our nation's top institutions and epidemiologists, pediatric immunologists. I have a long list of people who I converse with regularly, and all of it has to be off the record. They all agree with what you and I have been saying. They feel vehemently that kids should be in school. They've been against many of the ideas and guidelines that Fauci has pushed for. They are against the idea of kids wearing masks in school by and large, but none of them can speak out. They've either been told explicitly by the head of their department at whatever university or hospital they're at, or it's just implicit. People don't want to be, most people are not comfortable being on the out of, of a group. And if all of your colleagues are saying one thing and all of your sort of people in your social network, if you're living in some sort of Northeastern, um, you know, liberal enclave or some college town somewhere, or most of the, the politics trend toward a certain uh, direction, it's very, very hard to have the type of personality where you are, I wouldn't say comfortable with it, but where you are accepting of that for whatever reason for better or for worse i have that personality <laughs> where to me i just have needed to follow where the science has led me and it has led me into a place that is very different from what much of these you know quote blue states and uh democratic and public health establishment has pushed for in america and i'll say one thing for why i think there's a strong case why i'm right on this is that much of our peer nations in Europe are very much in line with what you and I are saying about kids being in school and about prizing normalcy for children and understanding the incredibly low risk to them. The United States in this regard really is an outlier. So that's what's, whenever that's brought up to these people, they have a tough time um, coming up with a rebuttal. So that's one of the things that I often try to point out in my articles is that we really are an outlier. The CDC wants children as young as two years old to wear masks, but yet the World Health Organization has repeatedly said no one under age six should wear masks. And the European version of the CDC, they have, it's called the ECDC, they don't want anyone in primary school wearing masks. So why is it that the CDC's guidance is so dramatically different from that of these other public health institutions? Last question for you, David, and we appreciate you making the time. How does this end? How does masking in schools end uh, if there is no science that supports it, and if we're dealing with some sort of magical leap of faith style masking uh, authoritarianism right now, how does it end in schools? I don't 
know. And I have this conversation with people every day. And I just was corresponding with some infectious disease experts who have been instrumental in rolling back some of the programs in schools in their state. Um, and they helped implement um, Test to Stay, which was a program where instead of quarantining kids, at least they test them. And if they're negative, then you can go to class. And I talk with them about, you know, how does this end? You know, don't you think we should start rolling this back? And they said, right now, it's not politically you know, palatable to do something like that. So it is a bit of a chicken or an egg thing. People are afraid to say something, but no one, but we're never going to get to the point where we can say something if everyone's afraid to speak out. I think I worry it's going to be one of those things where it's really going to take the courage of some politicians, particularly in bluer states, to just go ahead and start rolling this back. And then when people see that everything's okay, then the others will fall in line. David, we appreciate the time. I'm going to tweet out your article for people who want to read this. You can follow me at Clay Travis. You're at David Zweig, I believe, as well. I'll give people your link. Appreciate all the work you're doing and uh, the fact that you're willing to ask questions that may make some people uncomfortable. I appreciate you having me on again, Trey. That is David Zweig. Uh, and when we come back, I'll unpack a little bit of what he just said there. But in the meantime, trying to save some money. How about if I could save you $12,000 this year? How about if you didn't have to pay your mortgage for the next couple of months and you were able to lock in a new lower rate? It's time to put your financial house in order by calling American Financing today. 800-777-8109. Let me tell you one more time. How much difference would $12,000 a year make in your national family budget? How much difference would a couple of mortgage payments that you could skip at the beginning of this year make for you and your family? Probably a massive difference. I've been there sitting around the table doing your family budget. You can save an absolute bundle. All you have to do, get your phones in your hand right now. Call 800-777-8109. You can visit AmericanFinancing.net, NMLS 182334. That's 800-777-8109. Humbled to walk in the footsteps of a legend, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. 
The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever. And it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to a hundred dollars. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code Clay. That's C L A Y to get set up and get a deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, "Hey, I'm covered. No worries." Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance, and that can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over fifty percent of medical bills contain errors. So, unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claim comes in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it before you see another health care provider. HealthLock.com. HealthLock.com. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. If you, like me, are a parent who was and remains really fired up about masking requirements on kids, you need to read that David Zweig piece in The Atlantic, by the way. The Atlantic is not known as some super conservative uh, organization. In fact, quite the opposite. And I think David, if I had asked him, because we had him on back in the summer, he tends towards a left-leaning perspective. But to his credit, he has just looked at all the data, and he has said there is absolutely no scientific basis whatsoever to support the idea of masking kids in schools. And in fact, the data that the CDC points to is actually made up of flawed studies. The CDC effectively is lying to you about there being any support for kids wearing masks in schools. And so you need to read that piece. I just tweeted it out. I'm at Clay Travis. You can go find me on Twitter. If you are interested in reading that David's wide piece that we were just discussing, if you're a parent, if you're a grandparent, I would encourage you to read it. The emperor really is wearing no clothes when it comes to much of the masking dogma, but in particular as it pertains to kids having to wear masks in schools. You really need to inform yourself so that you can help to fight against masking requirements for your kids in your particular school districts. When we come back, I want to talk about this crazy Jesse Waters CNN story, Fauci lying, CNN lying, all of the dishonesty rolling in there. But in the meantime, I want to tell you about our friends at Tunnel to Towers. You'll never forget what happened on September 11th. 
since September 11th. More than 7,000 U.S. soldiers have made the ultimate sacrifice. These heroes, part of the war on terror, America's response to 9-11. They fought for us, but never came home. Toll the Towers honored those men and women who gave everything by reading their names aloud for the first time ever on Veterans Tunnel the Towers uh, Day. And they're making sure the sacrifice is never forgotten. Now you can help support their season of hope, a mortgage-free home a day being given away for 37 straight days to honor America's greatest heroes. How do you do it? Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. By the way, we're going to open up the phone lines here, maybe in the third hour of the show, and I'll take some of your calls. Just kind of open line, uh, Wednesday, fun time, 800-282-2882. Also, we got a fun interview coming up at the top of the third hour here, a little over 30 minutes from now. Some of you are going to remember the name Dick Vermeil. He was the head coach of the then St. Louis Rams, when Kurt Warner took over and they had one of the most magical runs in the history of the NFL. And I know Rush was a big fan of uh, of NFL football in general, but also this storyline, Kurt Warner has got a new movie out. It's called American Underdog, and I'll talk a little bit about it. It's incredible. If you have forgotten the story of how Kurt Warner went from stocking shelves in an Iowa grocery store to becoming the NFL MVP as a rookie and winning the Super Bowl. It is truly one of the most remarkable stories of all time. I love everything about this story except for the fact that they beat my favorite team, the Tennessee Titans, in the Super Bowl. I'm going to pretend that's not the ending of this story. But Dick Vermeil was the head coach of that team, and that movie is out. I got to tell you, if you're looking for, I know a lot of people like to go to the movies. I know the Spider-Man movie's out. My kids say it's incredible. May have a little Spider-Man take for you here uh, before the show is over, because I do think it's instructive about America getting back to normal in many ways. But if you're looking for a Christmas movie to go see, this American Underdog movie is phenomenal. Uh, and I think a lot of you out there are ready for just an uplifting story that makes you feel good about America and about the people who live here. And instead of tearing everything down, uh, I, I think you're really going to like it. But so that's what we're going to talk a little bit about with Dick Vermeil at the start of the third hour of the program. But in the meantime, I want to tell you a story of how lies spread and how artificial stories can become a staple of the overall media narrative that is out there. And I just saw this happen with Jesse Waters of Fox News. I know a lot of you watch Jesse on the five. He's got his own show on the weekend, I believe, at Fox News. I know Jesse a little bit. He's not a close friend, so I'm not taking up arms for him because he's a buddy. I know him just a little bit. But when I saw how fundamentally dishonest this story was, I said, we've got to make sure that we address this on the biggest radio show in the country so that we can have as many people as possible throwing punches back. So that's what we're doing right here. All right. How is the sausage made? Here's what happened. Jesse Waters is speaking to a large group of people out in Phoenix. uh, And he talks about how Dr. Fauci 
is a liar and how he needs to be exposed for those lies. And so I want you to listen to what Jesse Waters said in his speech to a crowded auditorium out in Phoenix. Let's play cut six. Just listen closely. You got to ambush a guy like Fauci, okay? You got to be respectful because they'll turn the tables on you and you can't have a blow up in your face. So you say, my name's Thompson. I'm from da-da-da-da-da. Do you mind, Dr. Fauci, if I ask you a few questions? He's going to say no, but you were polite. So if he says, no, 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 not right now, you say, no, 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 we're going to address this right now. He's just going to speak gibberish. You let him talk, get it on tape. Now you go in for the kill shot. This is when you say, Dr. Fauci, you funded risky research at a sloppy Chinese lab, the same lab that sprung this pandemic on the world. You know why people don't trust you, don't you? Boom! He is dead! He is dead! Imagine Tucker Carlson teases out of the A block. Coming up, brave college student confronts Lord Fauci at dinner. Okay, that's what Jesse Waters said. You just heard it all in the context in which he said it. Listen to what CNN did to that audio that they then brought to their audience. Let's play cut five. You heard the full... The full statement. Now I want you to hear the CNN version. You got to ambush a guy like Fauci. Get it on tape with your iPhone or your buddy's iPhone. Now you go in for the kill shot. The kill shot with an ambush, deadly, because he doesn't see it coming. This is when you say, Dr. Fauci, you funded risky research at a sloppy Chinese lab, the same lab that sprung this pandemic on the world. You know why people don't trust you, don't you? Boom! He is dead! He is dead! All right. And then CNN used their edited version. Remember, Jesse Waters said, hey, I want you to approach him respectfully. I want you to have your phones out and ask him questions. And then CNN asks Fauci about the Jesse Waters clip that they have edited and they have made look like he's somehow advocating an assassination as opposed to speaking in a metaphorical context about what a kill shot is. And this is what Fauci said. That's horrible. I mean, that just is such a reflection of the craziness that goes on in society. The only thing that I have ever done throughout these two years is to encourage people to practice good public health practices. And for that, you have some guy out there saying that people should be giving me a kill shot to ambush me. I mean, what kind of craziness is there in society these days? That's awful that he said that. And he's going to go very likely unaccountable. <laughs> I mean, whatever network he's on is not going to do anything for him. I mean, that's crazy. The guy should be fired on the spot. Okay. The guy should be fired on the spot is now the headline because he said Fauci should get a kill shot and because he should be ambushed. That's a lie. But they then, CNN, has created a narrative where Jesse Waters called for the assassination of Dr. Fauci and there are going to be no consequences for what he said and he should be fired immediately. Think about the way that that story was played. How many of you saw the headline 
of Fauci demanding that Waters be fired for what was a discussion of a respectful way that a student journalist could potentially hold Dr. Fauci accountable for helping to fund gain-of-function research in labs that we believe, I personally, some of you, some of you may disagree, but I believe personally helped to directly lead to COVID escaping from a Chinese lab and then infecting the entire United States and the world. That is how the fake news in Donald Trump parlance sausage is made. They take a cut of an overall paragraph of discussion, take it out of context, turn it into something 100% it was not, and then put it back on Dr. Fauci so Fauci looks like the victim and so he can demand that his critics be held accountable for their completely intemperate and unfair behavior. And Fauci gets the opportunity to say, oh, I'm just a scientist supporting the science. How dare someone threaten to kill me? Nobody threatened to kill you. This was about holding you accountable for your lies, which, by the way, the media continues to not hold you accountable. When they make Fauci look like a victim, it makes it harder for others to attack him because they say, oh, look at all these illegitimate attacks he's getting. Look at all these threats he's having to deal with. This is a monstrous, monstrous example of direct and flagrant lack of fairness in the media as it pertains to an overarching story. CNN lied. They got Fauci to lie based on an altered clip, and many people in the media ran with it without taking the time to actually go listen to what was legitimately said. It's everything that's wrong with the media today. When we come back, I'll open up the phone lines, 800-282-2882. I know we got some questions out there. Got a Super Bowl question rolling in from one of our VIPs at the uh, EIB network. I'll answer that question. We'll take some of your calls as well. Get you ready for Dick Vermeil at the top of the hour, who I think you guys are going to love. And in the meantime, instead of getting another expensive cell phone from Veri- cell phone bill from Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile, how about using the new year as an opportunity to save some money? You can switch to Pure Talk, where you'll get nationwide 5G coverage, the exact same coverage as the big guys, but the average family will save over $800 a year. As an individual, you might save 50 bucks or more yourself. And right now, you can join my family, who are also customers, love our Pure Talk service, and you can make the switch with a 30-day risk-free guarantee. Nothing to lose at all. You get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month, plus through December 31st, they've got brand new iPhone 12s for just $479. How do you sign up from your cell phone right now? P- dial pound 250, say Pure Talk, and you can save an additional 50% off your first month. Plus, you can save on a new phone as well. That's pound 250, say Pure Talk. Some restrictions apply. Call for details. Clay and Buck, inspired by Rush, the next generation, because it's just too important on the EIB Network. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation 
And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claim comes in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it before you see another health care provider. HealthLock.com. HealthLock.com. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable, Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Thank you, all of the all of you out there. I know a lot of you are on the road. Some of the biggest travel days of the year going on right now. I know a lot of you already home with your families. You may be escaping and listening to us. Maybe you're out getting some last minute shopping in as you drive around uh, your cities and states. Uh, we appreciate all of you hanging out with us, and we thank you. For all of the support you have shown us so far this year. Um, pretty remarkable how committed you guys have been to Russia's legacy and to allowing us to try and continue to fight the battles that Rush cared about so much on a day-to-day basis. We got recent numbers out there, and we're the number one show in our time slot for 10 different cities in America right now. I'm going to try to get them all right. I want to say thank you. Continue to set new records every single month for the overall podcast downloads. But right now, San Diego, Sacramento, Salt Lake City, 
Phoenix, uh, Memphis, Birmingham, um, Raleigh, Milwaukee, and two other places out there that are escaping my uh, my name right now. Ten different cities that we are number one in, and it is a tremendous, I say Phoenix, it is a tremendous feeling to know how well you guys are responding to everything that we are being able to bring to you on a day-to-day basis. Phoenix and Houston, I think, are the two that I left off. Ten cities right now. Uh, And we thank you immensely for all the support that you are showing us. Some news, by the way, out there that is a little bit crazy and continues to get more and more absurd. If you are a Texas A&M fan, Texas A&M has had to cancel their bowl game their Gator Bowl against Wake Forest because of COVID issues. During one of the commercial breaks here, I was on the phone talking with some people in the world of sports, and they were saying, look, Omicron is leading so many of our vaccinated players to test positive now that it's going to be really difficult to have college and pro seasons as we currently do, based on the sheer number of positive cases that are emerging, even for people who are double vaccinated and even for people who have boosters. And the discussion that I had was, we just have to get back to normalcy. This is not going to go away. And most of these people are either asymptomatic or very minimal symptoms at most. And if you actually look at what's going on right now, this is going to continue to be a larger and larger issue going forward. In fact, there's a good question that we got from one of our VIPs, John. He said, uh, given the expansion of vax mandates, passports, maxing, uh, masking, etc., what do you think happens to the Super Bowl in California? Bless Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for ensuring the 2021 Super Bowl was played. Remember, it was played in Tampa with as um, few obstacles as possible. But how could Governor Hairdo, a.k.a. Newsom, screw up the game in February of 2022? I think it's a fantastic question. I think there's a very real chance, if you look at the data and you look at the continued mandates and restrictions... That L.A. Super Bowl, because that's where it's going to take place in theory, in the new stadium that the Rams and the Chargers play in in L.A. and Inglewood, that L.A. Super Bowl is going to be in significant doubt in terms of being able to have a crowd, in terms of being able to have the parties and the normal existence that surrounds the Super Bowl, which is why I started arguing last week, I believe it was, the NFL needs to move the Super Bowl out of L.A., And they need to put it either in Florida, Texas, or maybe flip the Super Bowl in Arizona if you feel good about the Phoenix area being able to have a normal Super Bowl. Because next year, Super Bowl is in Glendale in the Phoenix area. They could theoretically flip-flop those, give the Super Bowl to Glendale, allow the Phoenix area to have a full crowd, and not have to worry about Governor Newsom, Garcetti, all of the imbeciles who are creating COVID obstacle after COVID obstacle in the state of California from continuing to influence in a negative way so many of the issues that are going on right now. 
that's the solution that makes sense is you move it out. I think they're going to create a huge mess. You know if this was in Florida, Ron DeSantis would ensure whether they're playing in Tampa, Jacksonville, or Miami, that game would take place. And there'd be full crowds, and bars and restaurants would be hopping, hotels. Same thing, I believe, with Greg Abbott. If that game were taking place in Jerry World in Dallas, if they were playing in Houston, you know it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen with zero issues attached to it at all. But in L.A.? I just don't know. I'm scheduled to be out there because I do a sports gambling show, Fox Bet Live. I love to gamble on sports. Uh, we do a show for that entire week from the L.A. lot, and I'm scheduled to be out there. I'm going to be doing the radio show from there, too. But I'm not that confident that any sort of normal Super Bowl environment is going to be taking place out there. And when you consider... That places like New York, Chicago, Boston, L.A., D.C., San Francisco, all those places now have vaccine mandates in order to get into a bar or restaurant. You're supposed to be wearing a mask now if you go to Rams or Chargers games. You're supposed to have a vaccine mandate or a negative test taken within 24 hours. This is going to be a real mess. I think it's a smart question that's being asked. That's why I said last week that if the NFL were being proactive as opposed to reactive, They would go ahead and move that thing. I don't think there's any doubt at all. All right, when we come back in the third hour, we're going to be joined by Dick Vermeil. He won a Super Bowl. Fantastic guy. There's a great movie coming out this weekend called American Underdog. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Uh, It is the Seabiscuit of football. I know Seabiscuit was one of Rush's favorite movies. I think you guys are really going to enjoy that. I'm going to open up the phone lines. We'll take some of your calls in the third hour of this program. 800-282-2882. You guys can load them up. If you've missed any of the first two hours, fantastic stuff from David Zweig, the Atlantic writer, who said, hey, there's zero evidence that masks work at all and wrote a fantastic article about it. So many other issues we got into. Go subscribe. Give us five stars. Make sure that you don't miss a moment. Final hour, Wednesday edition, up next on Clay and Buck. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.